Hello, I'm Emma Rice, the Artistic Director of Wise Children, and you're listening to Wise Children's Lockdown. Our lockdown project is about us finding ways of staying close to each other. On this show, I call up an old friend, play some records, and most importantly, get to chat and reminisce. Come and join us for Tea and Biscuits. Hello and welcome to Wise Children's Lockdown Tea and Biscuits with me, Emma Rice. And today I am absolutely delighted to be talking to my friend and colleague, Amari Douglas. Hi, Amari. Hello. I'm so excited to see you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I am giddy. It's the only word I can use because A, I haven't seen anybody apart from Simon for weeks <laughs> B, it's just really exciting to see you at the moment. It uh, really, really is. So yeah, if, if I sound a bit giggly, you might have to just kick me under the virtual desk and say, "Calm down." But you've no, been dead already. Just looking at your beautiful <laughs> face. <laughs> uh, thank you. It's so good to see you. I feel like um, being with you guys in Bristol seems like a lifetime ago already. Was it? It was end of September, wasn't it? I know. Um, which is when we were doing the live broadcast of Romantics Anonymous and you stepped yes. in at the last minute like an absolute <laughs> champ. I know, the, the world keeps changing, doesn't it? And it feels like a lifetime ago, but it was only a few years. I know, oh. it's so crazy. But um, yeah, this is like a nice change <laughs> just to see a new face. <laughs> so um, first of all, paint me a picture. Where are you in this lockdown number three? I have to say I wished that there wouldn't be another lockdown, but here we are. Um, I know. Where are you and how's your lockdown going this time? It feels like, uh, I mean, things have changed a little bit because I've been a bit busier during this lockdown, but the setting is exactly the same. I've been at home in Wolverhampton with my mum, which has been really nice. And I've, to be quite honest with you, I've just really been enjoying the, just the silence and like the peace of it all, to be honest with you, just to just kind of reflect and just have time on my own, read lots of books, binge lots of telly. Yeah, I think I think time on your own is good. If 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 you do like your own company, I do kind of like my own company. It sort of like balances out the sort of the madness that we kind of have all the time because we're so used to being around people all the time and just being together in a rehearsal room, which of course, like I completely, completely miss. But I am loving this sort of like change. I just think that this one should be the last round, shouldn't it? <laughs> I'm. I feel I'm at the end of whatever barrel I'm scraping I'm, at, I'm I'm scratching at the bottom now and and you mm. know I, I envy what you're saying because I'm I think I'm now officially bored of myself yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that surprises that. me though because you're like so amazing but hey no, I feel I've got nothing new to offer myself at the moment and I mm. yeah I am missing what you're describing is the adrenaline isn't it the adrenaline of new people and being a bit scared and sort of feeling yeah. like on the edge of something and I, I am mm. you embracing the stillness, but I know yeah. that you haven't been very skill, still. I know that you've been doing some exciting stuff, which we're going to get onto in a minute. So <laughs> hold that thought. Um, the most important question is, what is your biscuit of choice, be it virtual or real? 
Well, it's actually a real biscuit. My friend Emily actually sent me the most amazing cookies that she made this morning. I literally went to the door and there was this package from her and I was just like totally like bowled over, which is amazing. So yeah, the chocolate chip cookie today. Oh, magic. Yeah. I'm still going to stick with my favourite Belgian twirls, you know, the cigar ones that you can yes. pretend to smoke and eat a biscuit at the same time. <laughs> dip the, do you like dip them in tea as well? Oh, everything, yeah. Is it though? Yeah. The whole, <laughs> the whole works. Um, we're going to get some music going. Um, what is your first choice of music today and why? So my first choice is When I Think of You by Janet Jackson. Um, kind of for a number of reasons, actually. One is that I have been kind of immersed in a lot of 80s culture for like the past kind of year and a half or something crazy like that. But I was thinking as well about um, kind of where... I kind of like got my music interest from. And I mean, this song and this album actually is probably about close to a decade, kind of like before my time. But all of my cousins are older than me and I used to like spend a lot of time with them when I was younger. And I just always remember this album as something that like one cousin in particular used to play a lot. Like she loved Janet Jackson and I think like the love of her has kind of like been passed down to me. <laughs> and so I, I, love all, I love all that stuff, but um, this is just such a joyous tune.
I love Vicky Janet Jackson. I was just saying that I think I was at um, Guildhall. I was at drama school when that came out. And you weren't even born, damn you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And yet somehow I kind of like know all of her music videos and stuff. That was kind of what I loved as a kid, just sort of like sitting and like looking at her music videos and just all the visuals and all the dancing and the choreography. That's sort of like kind of, I think she's probably like one of the reasons why I kind of like love like performance so much. Just just all that sort of like amazing visual stuff. Oh, well, thank you, Janet, for your inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about the first time we met because we met when you were really fresh out of drama school, weren't weren't you? Mm -hmm. And yeah, it had you, been like... Yeah, what year was that? I think it was 20... Uh, it was the end of 2016, 16. I think. That's yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think. yeah. And you left in 15, didn't you? So you were 2015, brand yeah. new out of drama school. Yeah. And you came into <laughs> my production of Tristan and Isolde, which has had many casts over the years. It's like a sort of weird sort of school of its own where you sort of get to meet people that come through those different characters and you came in to be one of the love spotters and I always need people that are fit and willing and all the better if they can sing but no nothing necessary and you were recommended to me by Tom Jackson Greaves who said oh there's this Mm. guy I think you'll like him and I was delighted to meet you and thought yeah he'll do but what was amazing is um because I by that point I'd I'd rehearsed Tristan Nizolt many times and I was crazy busy at the time, wasn't I? Running up and down London doing different shows and just beginning to become aware of you every time I came into the rehearsal room. Um, Your spirit, your professionalism and then um, how easy you were to work with. But then also suddenly a saxophone would come out and you'd be playing a saxophone. And then suddenly somebody would be struggling with a harmony and you'd say, well, I, I might be able to help you with that or I'll give you a note for that. And then you developing a love spotter who was so bloody funny from Wolverhampton. And then just bit by bit going, oh my goodness, this guy's amazing. And by the end, you were singing solos, participating, you know, all that playing in the band. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just a total lesson in how to make yourself sort of indispensable in, immediately. Um, and you never pushed yourself. You never sort of tried to, you know, do anything dramatic or push yourself forward. But I mean, you were an absolute star in that show. Uh, um, thank and, it, you. And, and I remember it, as I say, I was so busy at the time, stupidly busy, that, that it takes somebody really special to sort of knock me off my course and say, look at this prince amongst men that's shining <laughs> <laughs> out in front of you. Oh my god, I feel all like nostalgic now. Thank you. That's that's so 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 nice. But I think what is so amazing about it for me is that it's like it came at such a well it was well to me it was unexpected as well. Um and I think what's so amazing is that I guess in our industry sometimes, and especially when you're young and you're still quite fresh, there's always that like worry of knowing where you fit in to like what what box do people want to put me in or that kind of thing and I feel like when I met I I feel like when I met you and obviously because I've been lucky to and fortunate to kind of like do more and more shows with you I feel like you chuck all of that stuff out of the window and it's never it's never really been about that it's just kind of been about just like mucking in and just doing something and just like playing to everyone's strengths and just having fun and I I just feel like you know as, as a performer I'm always like going like that with you because you just sort of are able to bring that out of people 
with the stuff that you kind of give to us or even not just that just like the freedom that you give to us to just like have fun and like do it in a space that is really like just safe and fun I think I mean I'm sort of stating the obvious but like you're always going to do your best work like when you get on with people and you just bring such amazing amazing people together like and that's that's like really comforting for me like in an industry that's like so fast and stuff it's 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 just great to be able to find a bit of a chosen family in a way like you know and well thank you I feel exactly the same and you know what is is the biggest joy of what I do and what we do is that Mm. you meet people and then yeah of course I don't know I don't know I sort of I think something happens when somebody's in a room with me and I I'm just I'm just really interested in them and all the different things they might bring and I yeah I don't think is this person just an actor or just a musician I just want to see what's making them laugh at the at the coffee table or what moves mm-hmm. they're busting out you know when they come in listening to their headphones you know and, and yeah. absolute constant surprise on every level and yeah never get in a box too small uh. <laughs> <laughs> so but I also my... oh go on no, no, I was just going to say, I was, I was thinking about that, that tour earlier and just like how amazing it was, like just thinking about Galway, that was so <laughs> beautiful to like be there and, you know, it was amazing that festival and just finishing a show and then I remember being in a church or some sort of like cathedral with Stu Barker listening to like some sort of like classical pop Korean singer in a church in the middle of Galway, it was like, what on earth is going on, this is incredible, but um I, I like yearn for the time that we get to do that again. Oh, me too, me too. Mm. That's when, in fact, thinking of places like Galway, that's when touring is the best job in the world. You know, there's times when yeah. it's the worst job in the world, obviously. <laughs> nobody's going to deny that. But there's times yeah. when we're at a festival. I mean, it was so exciting. I've always wanted to take Tristan Nizalt to Ireland, and that was the one time we managed it. This Irish story, this Irish Cornish story, sort of finding its second home. And yeah. and yeah, suddenly feeling like you're part of an international community. Really exciting. Mm-hmm. And you've done the most perfect segue because my first record choice is Van Morrison and it's Larg and Love, which was the first time we heard your voice solo in Tristan and Isolt. And you were, I'll never forget it, you had your legs dangling, sat really <laughs> high up a ladder with your binoculars looking yeah. at the beautiful Isolt and then out came this beautiful, beautiful voice. Well, I got dreams, sing lullaby. There blows a lily fair. Oh, twilight queen is in her eye. 
Me too. Before we um, move on, tell me about your next music choice and why you chose this one. What is my next one? Oh, yeah. So, well, actually, you mentioned Tom Jackson Greaves earlier, who was sort of, it, it was like, like my like kind of like amazing link to you. Um, and I met Tom when I was at drama school and he came in, I think it was about 2000, it was either 2013 or 2014. And he choreographed a uh, big project um, with a group of students in my year that I was in to the music of Lauren Vula, who is absolutely like one of my like just ultimate favorite musicians ever. I just think she's absolutely incredible. She has a stunning voice, amazing stage presence, and her music is just kind of, it just has this amazing like ethereal quality to it. Um, and she's also from Birmingham, so like big up the West Midlands. Um, and this song is called <laughs> Let Me Fall from her album, The Dreaming Room. Well, can I just say that when I saw your song choice, I punched the air when I saw this because I'm a massive fan of Laura Mavu. Yay! She's absolutely incredible. Perhaps that should be our mission to meet her and work with her at some I point. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you two should work together. I feel like that would be a good sort of like pairing, wouldn't it? Oh, well, I would love to. I think she's amazing musically and narratively. Yeah. I love the spirit of the mm -hmm. songs and the lyrics are amazing. They're real. Yeah, so good. I listen to them to keep me up in the mornings as well. She's amazing. Yeah. Let's hear a bit of Laura.
Mavula, oh, she's brilliant. And we were yes. just celebrating, yeah, Midlanders. We're both Midlanders. You're West, I'm East. We are. Yes. And and where, where Sister Sledge frequently hang out, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Sister Sledge, you cannot get them out of Nottingham. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we met on Tristan Nizolt. I knew you were special. My life went crazy, didn't it, for a while with the my move from the globe and transition yeah. into wise children. But in the midst of that craziness, we kept in touch and I yeah. came to see you in Five Guys Named Mo in oh my um, God, Marble yeah. Arch. And if I hadn't thought you were a rare, extraordinary talent before, I knew it when I saw that. Oh my God, it was the most amazing production. And you, I mean... How do I say this? Because there's nothing about you that makes me want to patronise you. But you're a young guy. And I mean, you just owned that big musical, that big part, the big dancing, the big singing. And I think that was when I knew that there was a a superstar on my hands. And (laughs) it wasn't long afterwards that I asked you to be in my first production at Wise Children. Um, Wise Children. And... We had an unusual journey, didn't we, in casting? But before you talk about that journey, um, when I cast a show, I primarily think about the people I want in the room with me. I'm thinking a little bit about who they might play, and I'm, but not entirely, because the one thing I know is that people are capable of anything, and if you get the right people, magic will happen. So I don't get completely bogged down in... Um, the logic of casting <laughs> and I knew I wanted you in the room and I offered you the part of young Peregrine mm-hmm. <laughs> tell me what you happened did. next <laughs> <laughs> well I went away and obviously like I read I read the book straight away and I, you know I was complete I was already familiar with Angela Carter like she was part of my like A-level English syllabus so um, I like devoured the book and I kind of I almost kind of like understand why you thought of Peregrine the first time, sort of thinking of that kind of like all-American thing and sort of thinking about what I was doing in Five Guys No More. I was like, oh, I kind of see this. Um, But I was just like completely like elated that you'd kind of like asked me to kind of like come on this new adventure um, with you. It was totally like unexpected. But then I was working in London at the time and we had some R&Ds down in Bristol and we were working at the Arnold Feeney. And I think the very first thing that we did was we got into the room and we sat around the table and you said, right, let's just have a kind of read through, a bit of a blitz through this script, like my most recent kind of um, uh, uh, iteration of the script. And you said, I can't even remember how you put it, but you just said, oh, Amari, would you mind like reading in for Nora for me? And I just thought, yeah, okay, just thinking that like someone was missing. (laughs) And then I think it got to the end of that rehearsal day and you said, "Um, Amari, I think, I think that there's a chance that I might want you to play Nora. And I was like, what? Wait, 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 what? So of course I then like went away, completely tried to like reconfigure my idea of like what the show was and 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 sort of like where I sat in the show. And then it ended up being this week of getting to spend an amazing week with working with Natasha and and Etta and like coming up with like these sort of really fun ideas. But I went from being someone's uncle to a chorus girl and I was absolutely thrilled, <laughs> like absolutely, absolutely thrilled. Um, 
but you know, I think then going into the, 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 the process, which was just like completely incredible. I think those days in the rehearsal rooms at, at, at Ashton Court are just like absolutely like some of my best memories. It was just completely amazing. Like just Mirabelle teaching me how to cartwheel and just all kinds of amazing madness going on. But that moment for me, like that, that, that show, I, you know, I, you know, I really, really, really do hold it here because you trusting me with that was, it, it allowed me to surprise myself. I think I did things that I didn't think were in my capability and I, I really kind of pushed myself and I'm so, so unbelievably grateful for that opportunity because it, 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 it was just completely amazing. The whole, th the whole thing blew my mind. Like, I, I love that story so, so, so much. And I, I'm so proud of like what we did. And especially for you as well, because it was your first venture, like with your new baby, basically. And I think we all kind of, I think it's fair to say that we all poured a lot of love into it. And there was a lot of love in the room and we just had, the best time, like the best, best, best time. I honestly, oh. like, yeah, I'm so thankful for that oh, so we much. Did. It was, it was filled with the love of of all, wasn't it? And and I, I, as you say, it was a really important time for me, and it was the perfect group of people. But you know, you trusted me as well, and I've got a huge debt of gratitude to you because that crazy moment of going because I was searching for Nora, who was my leading lady, really, and I, I needed a showgirl, and I needed something really special, something tender, and I was finding it hard to find. And I suddenly thought, what if it's Amari? And I don't think I've cursed that bravely before, which I think is why I probably said, I, I think, I, w I wanted to check with you as well. You know, it's a big ask, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is to say, what, what do you feel? But the minute you said yes, we never questioned it. We never discussed gender. No. We? we only discussed I, character. Yeah, exactly. And I, that was one of the, the, the sort of like, I guess if there was a worry that I had about it, I guess my worry was about like the politics of doing something like that. And, and actually, we never really came to like any sort of like heads with anything like that, did we? It's amazing that people accepted it for, for what we were just presenting to them, which was just this story, this like beautiful, um, amazing story. And yeah, we didn't we didn't have to engage in any of that kind of like silliness. People just accepted it. And, and, and I think that's great. So it's just like, yeah, we should have more of that, I think. Well, it goes back to me saying that everybody's capable of everything, because in fact, we had Patty was playing a man. We had everybody yeah. mixed up, didn't we? And we just all played character and truth. And mm -hmm. I was worried as well. You know, you think what could... And in fact, I just think that group of people just took it and went on the imaginative, truthful journey. And you were at the yeah. absolute heart of that. You know, who'd have imagined that you would be playing a showgirl in the 1930s having a miscarriage? And everybody <laughs> crying, you know, and everybody being yeah. absolutely there. No question of what might might what might be the obstacles to feeling that because there were none you know it was really no. extraordinary and i think i my process took a massive leap of faith at that moment and you were at the absolute heart of that and yeah i think you did take a moment i think you said i'll, I'll let me have a little think but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely wasn't going to say no. I just needed a minute yeah. to kind of like, just just let it land really. Yeah. And then 
I just kind of took it by the reins. It's it's not an opportunity that you that you get all the time. Like I'm sure secretly I've always wanted to play a show girl. Yeah, I think I have. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, I, I I got to do that. So you know, like eternally grateful. Really special times. Well, listen. Yeah. My next choice is on that tour, the Wise Children tour, and it was quite. A, it was a big group of people, an amazing group of people, but with quite very different backgrounds. So we had. Um, and I'm a great believer that um, companies should warm up together, that it's a time when you look each other in the eye and you have a play and you say, we're going to, every night, we're going to do something together. And this particular company, there were some people like Mirabelle and Patty were doing really hardcore physical <laughs> warm-ups. And then people like Mike and Paul that were sort of doing something slightly different, weren't they? And there was everybody uh-huh. had different different ways of preparing and the company came up with the idea that you would some each of you would take it in terms to lead different warm-ups and Mm. it wasn't compulsory um but i found it one of the most touching and inspiring things that i've ever seen in a company and in fact when i was acting for a while i joined in in them but you when i was performing in wise children you led one um based on the music of fella and I wanted to choose one of those warm-up tracks. Yeah. It really illustrates your spirit and your generosity and how much you bring to a room. But talk to me about Fella, because I know he's important to you. Well, it's it's, it's really interesting with Fella because he's not, you know, Fella, Fella's Fella Cutie's Nigerian. That's, you know, it's not my background. I'm I'm actually Jamaican, but I I've loved his music for for a long time. I saw his son perform at a festival a few years ago and that was kind of how I started like kind of listening into his music and stuff. And actually Nandi was in uh, the, the, the that kind of like biographical show of him, wasn't she? When it yeah, was yeah. at the National a few a few years ago. And I'm always gutted that I that I didn't get to see that show. But that there's just like so much that I like connect with 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 kind of like Afrobeat and 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 that kind of thing. I I, I love it so much. There's just so much like joy in it so I like for these warm-ups that we were doing I just kind of like went away and kind of like studied studied it for a little bit just watched watched lots of YouTube and I just like picked little bits and just sort of like hoped that people would have fun and it was it was such a good week doing all of that stuff with you guys but yeah I love that music so much I I wish I could just be like out on a beach somewhere dancing to it I felt sort of cool when I was in that (laughs) (laughs) warm-up in my head I was on that everyone just like dived in yeah but we had to I think everyone was just like chucking things that not 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 many people had like experience of doing like you do we did all of the bongra stuff with um encore as well and um everyone just mucked in which is just what we do whenever we're with you and and we're on the road and it just kind of like keeps the interest alive and just like keeps our spirits up and stuff like that and it's it's good to like just sort of share all of that experience with each other I think it certainly is here's fella Kuti yeah. zombie
Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So let's come up to date a bit more because the other reason I'm feeling giddy is, oh my God, everything's going so well for you, Amari. And I could not be more excited. Um, and I'm very excited that we're recording this on the 20th of January because your big show is about to land on the 22nd, isn't it? Oh my God. Tell me, tell me. Come on, tell me. Okay. So, um, uh, I mean, coming up to, but later on this year, it will have been a couple of years ago that we started filming it, but um, I am about to sort of, well, a show is about to appear on Channel 4 on Friday. It's called It's a Sin, and it was written by the great Russell T. Davis, who, of course, wrote Queer as Folk and Cucumber and rebooted Doctor Who, famously. Um, and it is about a group of friends in the 80s it kind of it, it starts at the beginning of the 80s and kind of charts right to 1991 so over five episodes um and it's about a group of friends that come together they're all from different walks of life and they all basically wind up and end up sharing this flat in in south london um and it's just basically a celebration of life really but all of course with like aids kind of looming in the background and as that strikes they sort of all have to learn how to cope and grieve and just to love one another more um so yeah we, i i filmed that in 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 manchester i started filming that in october 2019 um and then we finished in january of last year and we would the show was used to come out october just gone but then of course we finished in january when i remember sitting in a makeup trailer one day and hearing titterings of kind of the pandemic that we're going through right now and then it's just completely bizarre that like it is now going to consumed by kind of like millions of people as we're going through this right now and obviously it was never planned you can't ever predict anything like mm -hmm. this but just sort of what a weird kind of like parallel to find um but no it it, it was so exciting because i basically like got to be like an 80s kid for like five months <laughs> which i just completely loved um completely immersed myself in that and um Remember yeah my, my, the original my 80s kid here so you know i lived it <laughs> I know, yeah, you're going to be like this sort of like best judge, best judge of all of that. But it's it's amazing. And everyone has amazing hair and amazing clothes and there's amazing music and and like there's a bit of Doctor Who in it. There's also like a very sort of like camp um, ITV drama in it. And and of course, we show that um, that sort of really harrowing John Hurt um, AIDS uh, advert as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was like, it was a massive education for me, but now I'm really gutted because like, well, I, it, it's been a while since we finished doing it, but I'm sort of like feeling like I'm really having to like let go of the time. It's like, it's gone now, you're not doing it anymore. But I just like love that era so much, which probably like might sound weird to people because I wonder whether <laughs> people who actually lived through it love it as much as I do kind of looking at it in, in in retrospect but to me it's such an amazing time for culture and, and 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 music obviously politically it's all very sort of interesting as well and we touch on that a little bit um but it's not it's not a political drama really but it, it there's kind of like things that are sort of like dripped in there a little bit um but yeah I'm, oh, I'm well, excited I, for people I to see it for all the reasons the synchronicity of it 
mm. and Russell T Davis and you and the 80s it's I, I'm I just cannot wait cannot wait it's so exciting yeah. I'm just so thrilled for you and it's so right you know you you completely deserve it and yeah I'm just going to oh, be just you. know that I'm going to be sat on my sofa cheering you on as you go yeah. <laughs> Thank it'll be you. interesting to, and it is interesting you know I'm, I'm joking but it's true because you know the 80s was was tough it was a tough time to grow up mm-hmm. of course you never know it at the time because it's what you know but you know You're it had a big effect on you know somebody coming of age at that time you know we were terrified yeah. um, absolutely terrified and changed your relationship to sex for a lifetime you know and people and all sorts of things but also great equaliser as well you know living through that journey the fear of it and also the acceptance and understanding of it you know is a big part of my generation so I can't think of anybody I'd like to be walking in those footsteps more than you oh thank you (laughs) tell me about your final choice and why so the final song choice is there's no kind of like profound reason really other than that I just love this song it's going back a decade because this is the 70s um but it is uh by Sergio Mendes who uh, was kind of famous for uh, Masquinada and but this song is called The Real Thing and it was written by Stevie Wonder and it's just an amazing disco song I love disco music like you love disco music as well don't you and like whenever I've loved this song for a long time but just like whenever I hear I'm just like I just wish that I was on a dance floor I just wish that I could just get up and dance and also it's like so many there's been so much amazing music that's kind of like come out in the past year and I've been having to have like listening parties with people and just like dance in my room on my own (laughs) but yeah one day fingers crossed we can all get back on the dance floor so that's that's my hope with this song
fantastic groove. So Amari, what's what's next? Are you managing to keep working? What's happening? And most importantly, have I lost you to film and TV, or is this <laughs> retain a bit of your heart? <laughs> no, I want. I I, I really want the theatre back. I miss that. I miss the like liveness of it, and I miss kind of the process of like making something and sort of changing it. I mean, like whenever we were on the road, we were kind of like changing things all the time, weren't we? <laughs> um, which is kind of just sort of like keep, keep, keeps you on your toes for sure. Um, but I, um, I've basically just been really busy promoting the show. Like, um, and as it kind of like inches closer and closer, it's kind of dawning on me more. And also just like the fact that it is, is going to like resonate with a lot of people. So I'm, I'm sort of just taking this time to like take that all in and just try and like calm myself. <laughs> Cause it's, it's, it's a weird, it's like a, it's a weird kind of like wave to be, to be rising, especially like when we're all kind of sat inside and we're all experiencing all of that stuff and responses to it, like through our phone. I mean, we've done a couple of like panel discussions and stuff already. So we've already kind of started seeing a response to it, but I'm, I, I, I'm really excited. Um, but yeah, I just hope that I can be back in a rehearsal room with you one day. <laughs> oh, me too. I can't wait. But enjoy this moment. Enjoy what's happening well. to you. And, you know, it's quite... You, life can, you know, in our world can get so busy and you're always thinking about the next thing. It's nice that you can sit with this Just, and, and yeah. be with it and inhabit it. And Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, listen, sure. before I play us out, I would like to say, Amari, you are a prince amongst men. You bring warmth. <laughs> professionalism, positivity, generosity, kindness and a blazing talent to any room you walk into. You're gracious and you're humble when you have every right to be the exact opposite if you wished. And I just love working with you. You're a dream collaborator and the real thing. I salute your voice, your spirit and your wonderful, wonderful truth. You're my theatre hero and I cheer you on in all you're doing. Thank you so so much. Thank you. I <laughs> I I could reciprocate that a, a, a million times, but never kind of as as eloquently as you've just done. But I just you know want to say that you know I mean I'm sure everybody tells you how much of a trailblazer you are, but I I kind of I feel like I owe you so much in terms of the journey that I've been on, in in terms of discovering who I am as a performer. And just kind of thank you for instilling uh, a, a kind of a new confidence in me. I think that's something that I've been able to discover since since working with you, just continuing to like make discoveries and also just have fun and appreciate collaboration and just working with people and and, and just the, 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 the amazing things that can come from just being with a group of nice people that's that's all that's all that we need you know like we just want to work with nice people and I uh, and I think that people don't value enough like how important that is and I think that you are such a champion of that you 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 really really are so I will always appreciate you oh, thank you so much goes both ways well listen yeah. I'm going to play out with the only voice that matters which is yours <laughs> and we've managed to pull your beautiful solo from wise children so thank you Amari I've loved spending time with you enjoy the next few days thank they're going you. to be massive 
absolutely thank you massive. so much and when all of us at wise children are cheering you on in fact simon's here nodding and waving yeah <laughs> thanks simon um stay close i'm gonna wink absolutely. you back into a rehearsal room at the first moment i can <laughs> <laughs> amazing thank you someday when i'm awfully loved and the world is cold I will feel a glow just thinking of you And the way you look tonight Yes, you're lovely With your smile so warm And your cheeks so soft there is nothing for me but to love you Just the way you look tonight With each word your tenderness grows Tearing my fear apart And that love that wrinkles your nose is my foolish heart You are beautiful <laughs> I dye my hair I know I'm a natural mouse <laughs> You are my mouse Lovely Never ever change Keep that breathless charm Won't you please arrange it Cause I love just the way you look tonight Just the way you look If you have a memory or connection you'd like to share on Tea and Biscuits, leave us a message on our phone line 0117 318 3846. That's 0117 318 3846. Keep checking our social media for details of our next show. Tea and Biscuits is part of Wise Children's Lockdown. Thanks for hanging out with us. Bye.